Welcome to our next lesson in our series in Galatians. Today, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 4, verses 21 to 31. Uh, before we start reading, I just want to thank you so much for taking time to um, watch or listen, depending on if you're watching on YouTube or the podcast or listening on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to do so. Hopefully, this lesson uh, and this series has been um, faith-building, helpful, and um, draws you, helps you draw closer to God. Uh, and so let's start with Galatians chapter 4. In verse 21, the Bible reads, Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. For it is written, be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child, shout for joy and cry aloud, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of, a than of her who has a husband. Now you, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. At the time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit. It is the same now. But what does scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and a son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we're not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. That's an incredible section of passage, and let's break it down uh, section by section. Let's start in verse 21. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says. Well, let's just park here for a second because it's so important to unpack the word law. Uh, we covered this in lesson 11. You'll see the link in the description below. Please go check it out. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, check out the podcast from lesson 11 on the law. But let's just clear up a few things. When we hear the word law in today, uh, today's day and age, we think of law as set of rules. And we, we interpret it as control, as someone or something wanting to control who we are, who our authentic self wants to be. And anything that keeps us from being the authentic self is seen as the law and seen as something as though we're going back to the law. The other thing that happens is we can play off law and grace. Now we can think the law as something restrictive and punitive and punishing. And that the law doesn't see intent, it only sees action. Whereas grace can be seen as, as a get out of jail free card. Perhaps grace uh, sees our intent, not just our actions. And so we could play law versus grace. And we can imagine that this is what is happening in Galatians 4.21. So when we read in Galatians 4.21, do you want to go under the law? We can imagine as though this conversation is a group of people wanting to go back to the restrictive punitive law rather than live under, the, under grace and, and be their authentic self and do whatever makes them happy. 
even if it's not, um, even if it's sin. And so just to clear that up, uh, let's go to Galatians 5, verse 19. And the Bible reads, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, in the next coming weeks, we're going to do a two-part series on Galatians 5, our freedom in Christ. And so we'll cover this more in detail. But I wanted to really start here because we can see the law from contemporary eyes. Being under the law means we can't do the fun things we want to do or, or do the things that our heart really wants us to do, even if it's sin, even if it's immorality or impurity or whatever it is. Uh, and that grace is saying, oh, do whatever, whoever you are, just be who, be you, do you, right? That, that be your authentic self. That means you want to go and uh, do this or that or uh, be immoral with this person or that person or whatever it is. Just be who you are. God loves you. God covers you. Um, and just do what, do what makes you happy, make, makes you be the real who you are. And so that is not what's happening at all. And so we want to be careful. And that is why the title of this lesson is Scriptural Reasoning. Because we want to reason through scriptures and not just through our cultural lens, our contemporary lens, or even our emotions. And so hopefully that clears up so what does that mean to be under the law? Again, check out the video, uh, Lesson 11. It's on podcast or, or video. So being under the law meant practicing this old covenant identity markers like circumcision in order to be now God's family. Let's look at Galatians chapter 2. In verse 6, Paul writes, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. So in other words, there's some people, agitators, came into this young church and said, in order for you to be God's family, you have to get circumcised. And they probably showed them the Old Testament scriptures. And so, uh, in effect, they were creating two um, different levels, if you will, of family. One is those that are circumcised and they can now be at the fellowship meals and they can be with God, be, be, be family. Whereas the, those that aren't, they have to be on the outside, which, very, which is very similar to the temple in Jerusalem where the Gentiles, that would be the non-circumcised, could only enter up to a certain point. If you go ahead uh, beyond this point, your death is on your head. Basically, that's what it said. And in other, in other words, you're responsible for your own death because we're telling you do not come beyond this point. And so the same thing was happening that these agitators probably were coming in and saying, you can come up to a point, but not beyond. And we'll really see the scriptural reasoning, reasoning as Paul un, un, unpacks this um, throughout the letter, but also in verses 21 to 31, that that's not true anymore because Jesus has fulfilled the promise in the Torah and now has, in his death and resurrection, launched new creation, and now there is an invitation to all nations to come and be part of God's family. So let's talk about scriptural reasoning, which we will see Paul uh, explore a bit more to explain to the church. And here's a helpful acronym that um, maybe helps us as we are reasoning through scriptures. And the acronym is TRUTH. The T stands for text. 
the biblical text. So we come to the biblical text, as we will see Paul do uh, in, in just a bit. The R stands for redeem. We want to we grasp that the biblical narrative is one of redemption. And redemption simply means freedom. Redemption means to be, to be liberated from slavery. And that's precisely what the biblical narrative is. In and through Jesus Christ, we have been redeemed. We've been brought back and bought back at the cost of his blood so that we can now belong to Jesus Christ, to King Jesus. So we have to be mindful as we read scriptures of the redemptive narrative in scripture. The U stands for undo. We got to undo the patterns of thinking and all of the experiences. And, you know, we, we are shaped by all sorts of things, right? So when we come to scripture, we have to undo in light of what scripture is saying. I'll use this analogy. Imagine if you're in a room with no lights on and, and the room has furniture and so on and so forth. And, uh, but there's no light. So you imagine what the room uh, layout is. And you might even bump into something here and there. And in your mind, because there's no light, so you have not seen the room. So you just imagine, oh, this might be a, a side table. Oh, that might be a couch. Or you just imagine it and you're sort of um, navigating the room, right? Imagining what the furniture and the layout would be like. Now imagine if someone flipped the switch and now you could see. Now, when you see, you, you, you now know exactly how the layout is and you know what furniture is what. Now you know that. So you may have before imagined something to be, for example, the couch. When the lights flipped on, you get to see that it's not a couch. It is a side table, perhaps, or whatever. You know, that you, you, you can now know that, oh, this is, I imagined the layout to look a certain way. Now I know exactly what it looks like. And that's what I mean by undo that as we encounter scripture, as we encounter Jesus Christ in scripture, that we are, we are now realizing what it all is now, as opposed to how we had imagined it to be when we were still in, in, in darkness. So hopefully that makes sense. The next T is train. We have to train to live out the biblical narrative. We have to train ourselves to, to be shaped by scriptures that point to Jesus Christ. And then the H is holistic. Holistic both in terms of scriptural holistic. So we don't just take one verse and then make a doctrine out of it. Or we slap together a few verses and sort of create a philosophy. But we really consider the holistic nature of scripture from Genesis to Revelation. But also realize that scripture calls for holistic transformation. Holistic is whole. In other words, we're transforming as a whole person not just in one specific aspect. We're not, we're not practicing distorted Christianity. In other words, one aspect we're really strong at. It's like going to a gym and you're working out your right arm and you, man, your right arm is, is massive, but the rest of your body is, is, uh, is not, you know? And that's not a good, good approach, right? So you want to be holistic. And so the, the truth acronym helps us hopefully to cultivate scriptural reasoning. And so let's look at Paul's scriptural reasoning. So in verse 21, Paul says, tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? And then he carries on. He says, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, where his son by the free woman was born as a result of a divine promise. 
And so Paul goes back to Genesis and he unpacks this narrative as we, we have been discussing. So he's unpacking this narrative for them. And then he carries on. He says, these things are being taken figuratively. The women represent two covenants. Again, check out the video or the podcast we did on covenant. So he says that one covenant is from Mount Sinai. And if you watch the previous videos or podcasts, you know that is the suzerain vassal type of covenant. It's a conditional covenant. And that's what Paul is saying is that that, that is the covenant. And Hagar represents that covenant. The Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she's in slavery with her children. So, so Paul is now reasoning with the church in Galatia through scriptures, very possibly, and again, it's just conjecture on my part, very possibly some of the similar scriptures the agitators probably showed them. They said, hey, look at here in Genesis, look at here in Deuteronomy. And Paul is reasoning through that same. He said, yeah, those are all in the Bible. They're in the Torah. But let me explain to you. Let me, let me, let's reason together in light of what, um, in light of Jesus' death and resurrection. Now, continuing on, but the Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. For it is written, be glad, barren woman who never bore child. Shout for joy and cry aloud. You who were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now, this is a quotation of Isaiah 54, verse 1. And the context of Isaiah 54 is the, is the restoration of God's people that then, that then is now lived out, played out in light of Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul is pointing to is now there is the children of God of all nations, no longer bound by ethnicity or the Torah, but now bound by Jesus Christ, who is now, through his death and resurrection, open access for all to be part of his family. And his spirit has been poured out on all to now be the new humanity, the redeemed humanity that will go on and live out the redeemed lifestyle and call all nations to come be part of God's family. And so Paul is using scriptural reasoning to point out where we are now in this narrative. And then Paul continues, he says, now you brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of the promise. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit. It is the same now. And so now Paul is now speaking of Ishmael and Isaac. And then Paul continues it. But what does scripture says? Get rid of the slave woman and a son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we're not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Now, who is he speaking of here? He says, get rid of most probably the agitators. He's saying, don't let them come and confuse you. But to, again, remember from scriptural reasoning that we now, Jew and Gentile, belong to Jesus Christ. And our relationship with God is not determined by ethnicity. Praise God for that, right? That's that's amen to that. Um, and also that we now live under King Jesus and that our identity markers no longer the old covenant identity markers like circumcision, which determines, which marks out who belong to God in the present time. And so Paul is reasoning through scripture and saying, don't let people take you back into slavery. And we see that even in Galatians 4 verse 9, 
where Paul writes, but now that you know God or rather are known by God, how is it that you're turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? Again, from our last lesson, we spoke about Stoichia, right? And so Paul is using scriptural reasoning to reasonably put forth where we are now in light of Jesus' death and resurrection. And to remember that today we are free in Christ. And so in the next two weeks, we will look at Galatians 5 and consider what does that mean to be free in Christ? But as we wrap up, let's just go back to the truth acronym, a text, redeem, undo, train, and holistic. Because we want to be scriptural in our reasoning. And if you're listening to this, and if you are new to the Bible, um, you're not really familiar with the Bible, you know, I remember back in 2001, I, I come from a Hindu background, so I, I never read the Bible um, or anything like that. And so a few friends of mine uh, helped me understand the Bible, really grateful for them. Uh, and that's almost 20 years back. And so if that's you and you would like to cultivate scriptural reasoning and be able to discern from scripture, not from people, not from um, opinions, not from Twitter, um, and then so feel free to send me a message. We'd love to connect with you um, and be able to assist in your journey. But we want to cultivate and nurture a scriptural um, reasoning and from the scripture, understand the truth of scripture, to, to come to the text and to grasp the redemption narrative of scripture, to undo, uh, to train, and to realize that scripture is holistic both scripturally holistic and also transformative, like we're tr we transform holistically. And so thank you so much for your time. Hopefully this has been uh, helpful. I'm very excited for the next two weeks. Look forward to seeing you again next week where we'll do uh, first part on freedom in Christ when we will look at Galatians chapter five. Till then, God bless you and have a great week.